Hey, 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 welcome everybody. Episode 6 of the Sim Sports Podcast. Uh, hope everybody had a great week. And it is Friday. We have a loaded weekend ahead of us with the All-Star Game in the NBA. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Yeah, it's a piggyback what you said. Hope everybody had a good week. It's Friday, finally, thank God. We actually have two great guests today. Two of my boys, Lonnie, Bakim, big sports fans. What's going on, guys? What up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Your boy Angel. Welcome back to the podcast. We got a lot of things to cover today. Basketball, NFL. So let's get right into it. Yeah, so we're going to start off with Lonnie. Uh, what do you think the Jets so, should so, do so. with the second pick, buddy? Uh, you know, the Jets uh, had a rough season last year. I kind of was hoping they would go 0 16. To lock up that number one, the make only, it nice and easy. Only the Jets. Yeah, but um, number two, they have uh, they have a lot of things they could do. We can possibly make a trade for a quarterback if anyone's available. We got ample picks in the last in the next what three years. We have Jamal two, Adams. five first round picks, About which is great. The Jamal Adams trade. Yep. Yep. Uh, what do you do? You think it's uh, worth the haul for a specific quarterback? Me personally, me personally, no. I personally think you win through the draft. I, that's how that's how you build a team. That's how you build an organization. I completely agree with you. So if uh, I mean I'm no Joe Douglas, but if I was, I feel not that I feel bad, but he has a uh, he has a lot on his plate. You know, it's either what do you do? You stick with Sam and you build a team, and you know, kind of hope that the last three years of Sam's career were 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 bad coaching, and then the organization that wasn't on his plate. Or do you go Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance? Do you trade back? I don't envy his position at all. I think it's all about the coach, too. I think that was a good hire. What do you think? I think Robert Sala? Yeah, Love him, man. He's, he's a fiery guy. Love him. I think Let's he. Go. I think he's going to yeah. hold on to Darnold. I'm going to jump in here as a non-Jets fan. I think you got to move on from Sam. I think you got to go Zach Wilson yeah. or tr- Justin Fields. Whoever, yeah. you got to trust the GM. He's got to pick his quarterback. Mm-hmm. Sam Donald is not his quarterback. Yep. You have to. Sam Donald, after this year, is going to be up for his extension. Do you really want to invest over $20 million in someone that, let's face it, even next year, you're probably not going to be fully believing in him? So I think you move on. You get what you can get for Sam. There seems to be a market for him. There seems to be a decent market for him. If anybody offers you a high second or a, or a low first, I think it's a no. I think it's a no brainer. I think I'll even take like a third and a fifth for him if someone offers me that. I was thinking Pittsburgh would be good for him. Maybe just, one year under Ben. Maybe listen. A, a lot of the quote unquote professionals still think he's good. Still think he has I a lot of talent. I think, and I personally, I'm not, I'm not a Jets fan, but I think that Sam does have talent. I just don't think you'll ever see it with the Jets. Just, just happens like that sometimes. Whatever system you're in. I right. think if he goes to the right coach, and the right system, I think he could flourish. And and I just don't think it's with the Jets. I think, and, I think with and you don't want to be in this position that the Jets are in again. You don't want yeah. to be picking second again. No. And no. when else are you going to be this high to make this decision? Yeah. You're going to get. Exactly who you want. Yeah. That's it. You pick second. If Everybody knows Lawrence is going first. You yeah. pick second. You got to take. I'm taking. Who you believe I'm, I'm taking uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, that's my guy. That's my guy. That's baby Josh Allen right there. I don't. I don't think I believe in uh, 
He's very talented. I like he's, he's a good kid. He was a what, number two recruit coming out of high school oh. right behind Joe? Uh, no, Piper, Piper, Piper hasn't gone. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Chris Sims has Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence in talent. Yeah. Yeah, and Chris Sims is... He's been he's been pretty good he's with his good. Uh, totally, with, yeah. with his with his, yeah. with his, uh, his basing talent. Chris, on, uh, Chris Sims was Chris Sims was he's like the cool. number one recruit coming out of high school. He went to Texas. Mm. He never really lived up to yeah, that but, hype, yeah. but he was he had he had it too. Chris Sims. Yeah, but, but I think there's gonna be uh, a lot of uh, changes. A lot of quarterbacks. We see once already went to the Colts. That was good. Yeah, this might be the first off season where yeah. we're looking at. I the just, most quarterback movement probably we've ever seen. I just read that uh, Matt Nagy has uh, his number one option for quarterback is Russell so Wilson, Wilson right now. I just saw that today too. Yeah, that he's that trying hard. That's their priority. Yeah. I don't see. I can't see Seattle trading. Uh, Seattle trading Russell Wilson. That's depends they get. Well, well, there's smoke, there's fire. You know, he might. Yeah, but, right. Well, Wilson doesn't want to leave. You no, know? We don't know. He's unhappy. He's not unhappy. Well, I mean, he, I wouldn't be happy either, seeing that he's got he's had such a bad offensive line the past few years, mm-hmm. just forced to run all over the place and trying to make plays for his team. Yeah, no, defensive doesn't work. But yeah. they weren't letting him towards the end of the year. They weren't letting him cook, so to speak. And even DK Metcalf said teams figured us out because I had Russell Wilson in fantasy, and he was. Hey, listen, it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. The play calling. Wasn't it wasn't great. unknown. You seen. You seen it towards the end of the season. Russell Wilson, Seattle's play declined. They weren't playing as good. They were winning close games. As I say, were they winning they games? Tough games tough to the, the only good game he had was against the Jets, and oh. he didn't have a lot of yards, but he had a lot <laughs> of touchdowns. No way. Playoffs. <laughs> that, he he he. You know, he had a lot of not a lot of yards, but he had a lot of touchdowns. But afterwards, he had a struggle against Washington. Struggled in the playoffs. You know, but you know, I, me personally, I'd get rid of Pete Cow before I got rid of Russell Wilson. So agreed. Well, they got rid of their offensive coordinator. I think that's they, a big reason why he went to Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer. Someone hired him. I think Jacksonville, right? Maybe. But, yeah. but again, to the, since you are a big Bills fan, what do you think? Do you think J.J. Watt? you think that was... Uh, I'm not mad. I, I wanted him. them? Uh, yeah. But yeah they, they needed real pass rusher. But, you know, they it, it would have to be a specific use, right? So you're not going to pay $15, $16 million for somebody. I don't... I could be wrong, but I don't think J.J. Watt can give you 16 games... Uh-huh. Uh, 70% of the snaps in every game and he's going to give you that production that you need. Now, if you can load manage J.J. Watt and make the playoffs and then he could be full throttle, fully healthy in the playoffs, then yes, it would be worth it. But at 15, Buffalo is up against the cap. They're at 15, 16 million a year. He's not putting in, they, they just, they're not going to re-sign one of their best linebackers, Matt Milano. That's uh, a big loss. Yeah, yeah it's a big baby. loss. But Draft edge. Bills just got a draft edge. They got but a bunch of got draft, they got, they got, edge they got the draft, draft picks. Um, they they got they got to free up some cap space. And so I, I didn't I knew from the beginning that no big free agent was coming here unless you got it on a bargain. Somebody that yeah. now I guess they've maybe become a desirable team because they're on the edge to possibly win. But yeah, I mean, unless someone's coming on a deal, they're not getting any big name free agents. Because we saw Kansas City is beatable. We knew Mahomes was hurt. But what do you think they have to do this off season to get back? I, 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 mean, I would. They should be division favorites. Yeah, I, honestly, I wouldn't make. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. An, they're gonna lose their right tackle. So shore up the offensive line. Uh, Josh is gonna have to take another step in his development. I have no. I know the running game wasn't great, but I don't think they utilized it the right way. And they're, they're going to lose John Brown, probably going to be a cap casualty. Mm-hmm. But Gabe Davis should step up. He's a pretty good receiver. Yeah, we saw him um, last year. They have some talent at wide receiver. they got some kids that are ready to go. 
honestly like a real a real pass rusher and uh, Star Latulule sat out last season for COVID, COVID yeah. so they're gonna need he's him to be himself. He's really good with D tackle. Uh, he's a D tackle that really good. clogs up your linemen yeah. and lets your linebackers eat. So if he could come back and, and Jerry, play his role like that, then Tremaine Edmonds, Jerry Hughes will love him. Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds. The the outside edge rushes should get better. They just gave Micah Hyde an extension. That that probably. Something like that probably massage the cap in a way because they do that yeah. all the time in football. That's why cap space in football sometimes it's trickier. It's a misnomer. It's not always it's not always this great thing because any team can create cap space. They could redo your contract. They could push money to a signing bonus, push it towards the back end, pay you as a bon a year an incentive numbers. bonus. Yeah. So football, granted, there's teams that have monstrous cap space this year, but usually when you have a lot of cap space, that means your team's really not good neither. Yeah. So. Yeah, the- Play around with the numbers. Mm-hmm. Look for AJ Espineza to step up this year too. Yeah, I like they him drafted a lot. him second. He he, they made him lose weight to start the year. He he gained a little weight back. He he's a little speed on the edge. He was a second round pick out of Iowa. So they they've done a good. This regime, I've been watching them a long time. This regime seems to know what they're doing. And to me, in football and probably in all sports, it starts with a good owner that knows you know. And that puts the right people in place and lets their people do what they got to do. Didn't your GM win uh, Executive of the Year? Yeah, Brandon yeah. Bean. And you got to exercise quarterback. That's, that's, that's not easy to, to find. This, they're going to have to pay him soon. Yeah. So Brian, you can't be throwing money around to other people. Dayball, yeah. exec, uh, uh, assistant yeah, the coach of the year, offensive right? coach, one assistant Maybe coach of the year. Maybe that's why they didn't get a lot, because the money, right? Yeah, well, they're going to have to pay... They're going to have to pay Josh Allen. They clearly made a decision on Matt Malona. They're not going to pay him. But Tremaine Edmonds is up the same time as Josh Allen's up. They're going to probably pay him. They just paid Tredavious White. They just paid their left tackle. They think when you when you when your team is good, you're you yeah. have to start paying guys. Yeah. That's how it goes. And I, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Well, I got to give a little bit more love to the other New York teams since we've been talking about the Bills and the Jets. Go Giants. You guys have any uh, the feedback G-Man? on the Jets? Yeah, the G Men, baby. G-Man? You guys trusting Danny Jones? I no, think, no, no. They right. need, they need no, a quarterback no. too. That's what we were saying last. What do they have? The eleventh pick. Eleventh, eleventh. Yeah. Jalen Waddle. Uh, no, no. You, you, but you can't. Nah. You, you have to give Daniel Jones this year. Yeah. Right. We'll this wait. is a big year, right? So Sam's third year was a big year, and you're gonna make a move for him with the Jets. They're gonna. You gotta make a decision now. This is Daniel Jones's year. His first year, he played half the year. Last year, see, no Saquon. Receivers in and out. Um, a new coach. A new yeah. coach. You didn't have a real off season. So I, I think he. I think he has talent. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of his. Yeah. I think he. I think he could get it done. But then he also has, you know, it's 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 a make or break year for him because if he pulls what he did last year, then it's like you have to make a decision. Oh, I completely agree. I just I don't like the fact that he has the habit of fumbling the ball. <laughs> or he can't hold on. Tripping on his own feet. Or running yeah, 80 yards and, and getting fair, caught up by himself exactly, on the 10-yard yeah. line. Uh, listen, that listen. To be year. fair, on that 22-mile-an-hour run. You're going Ooh. way too fast. You're gonna lose yeah. your balance eventually. <laughs> you're exactly running. You're trying to get a touchdown on that I've, run. I've seen Ty, I've seen Tyree Kill do that run. Okay, he listen. Yeah, trip on his own feet. I think yeah. both both of them, their bodily makeups are completely different. <laughs> All right, to give him an excuse, but I completely agree. If he can work on his fumbles, I think he has really good arm strength. Um, yeah, he does need. Do you guys have been yeah. Giants fan? Do you do you think they have a good offensive line? Uh, I think it's been improving over the past over six season. Games. Yeah, I, I, thought over improved, season. I, I thought it improved this. This season, um, a lot from at least the past other seasons I've seen, and with Daniel Jones, like I, there's definitely like I said, he definitely has potential. I just feel like you know he just has to work on a few things to really get where he needs to be, especially with the, um, to lead the Giants. You know, but, so you have a hell of a defensive coordinator over yeah. there. 
Oh, Patrick Graham. He's the he's he's awesome. The MVP in my book, man. Yeah, he's awesome. But I, I saw yesterday. Um, he was on a, a Zoom call with Alan, Alan Robinson. Was on a Zoom call with Chris Collinsworth and uh, Richard Sherman, and he kind of flirted with the idea of coming to a New York team. So oh, yeah. either us or you guys, maybe he wants yeah. to come to a big market. He said Jets, so. Jets have big money this year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, he, I would love Alan Robinson. I like Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson's a very underrated receiver. Yeah, he never Catches had a quarterback. Everything. He never had a quarterback. He played with Trubisky and Bortles his whole career. Yeah, that's what I'm God saying. That was like Hopkins. Still has great numbers. Yeah. He's only 28 years old. I always draft him in fantasy, and he's always good for me. He's only 28, you know. Whoever signs him has three, four good, you know. He's you can get, you get he had that good, one big injury. three good years out of him. Yeah, you got That's three, another thing, too. There's a lot of wide receivers. Juju's free. Galladay's free. free Allen Robinson's free. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Will Fuller. Sure don't, uh, you know, overpay. Wide receivers yeah. not turning into the running back position, I think, where running backs, they feel like they could just plug in any fast guy and they'll get the job done. I, I, and as someone that whose team traded for a star wide receiver this year, I felt like it was everything for the Bills. That was big. Completely transforms a quarterback. You team. just find, you know, when in doubt, just throw it, to, throw it to him. He'll get open. He'll catch it. And Josh took the necessary steps, but I think B- Diggs was uh, a huge reason on why he performed the way yeah, he did. So. You know, he, he looked to Diggs a lot, and I, and I feel like, you know, there's always a lot around the Super Bowl and around times when receivers want to get paid, there's always a lot of chatter about, oh, no team with a great number one. It's not necessary to win, but but you, you really do need, like, you, you can't always just try to cut corners everywhere and think you're going to win, right? The Chiefs, right, They look, the prime example, they've been great the last three years. They didn't cut one corner. They have a stud receiver. They have a stud tight end that they paid. They have a stud receiver that they paid. They had. They finally just had to pay up for their quarterback. Um, Tom Brady left New England. Like, granted, yeah, they won that year against the Rams, but you know what? They they weren't scoring a lot. No. They weren't Defense. scoring a lot, and he was kind of probably getting fed up with with never having a weapon. A weapon. And what did he do? The first year he got weapons, they won the Super Bowl. So you know, you you can't always cut corners. And think that, oh, we don't really need... Oh, nobody ever wins with a number one receiver. Oh, is it worth it to pay a receiver this much money? I think that's a key sure. position. I think they attract a lot of attention from the secondary. And I think that you, your quarterback will benefit from it. And as someone, like I said, whose team was a prime example of a quarterback benefiting from a number one wide receiver, I, I think it makes all the difference did, in the world. What did Sammy Watkins do that year they won the, the Super Bowl, the Chiefs? His playoffs was insane. Yeah, because he's yeah. a number two yeah. <laughs> getting one-on-one coverage. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. eight. and the Bucks have that three-headed monster with Brown, Godwin, and Evans. And even how are you going to guard all those uh, those teams? Yeah. Yeah. So Gronk. Gronk. <laughs> that's Angel's boy right there. Gronk. That's Angel's I was, boy. I was so mad I didn't bet on the Super Bowl for him to score two touchdowns. Who knew? The first who touchdown. Knew? The first touchdown. I almost bet didn't do it. But, the second, but who knew he was going to score two touchdowns in the same game? That, that right there was just crazy amazing. He's a great, he's a great tight end. He's one of the, he's and, one of the best ever played. You know? And if you're a, if you're a front office guy, and there's the front office people are supposed to be a step ahead, right? So if you see the NFL is headed in the direction of every quarterback's throwing 30, 40 times a game, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to put real playmakers on the outside, and and you just I think you have to end that direction. So I, for the Giants, I would probably take one of those. I would, if you want to prove to yourself that Daniel Jones is the guy, you you say yeah. to yourself here. We got you a number one running back. We got you a number one wide receiver in the draft. Slayton is not a number one guy. So Slayton is a two or three, and Shepard is a two or three. Then they could really flourish. If Kyle Pitts is sitting there at 11... I think I'm about that Jalen Waddle. No shot. He's going to be sitting there at number 11. No, that's the thing. No shot. No shot. He's going to be sitting there. No shot. No shot. He's going to be there. People are talking about him at the top five. Yeah. Wow. That guy's Darren Waller 2.0. Never. 
Never, right? Mm-hmm. Titan never went I that. I think five is the highest the Titans ever won a six. He's sick. I don't know. I feel like that's wasting Cockpits a pick at number two and number five. Well, the I don't, I, I don't I think don't it's wasting a pick. I think nowadays, in, 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 you see it in basketball and you see, you're seeing it in football. Everybody is positionless, dude. It's all about mismatches. Everybody's positionless. Any so, yeah. skill player is just a skill player. Christian McCaffrey, he's a running back, but he's a wide receiver, but he lines up in the slot, but look he lines up outside, look at that but wall. he swings out. Safeties are too man. small, linebackers are too slow. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think I'm just triggered by Evan Ingram. It might yeah. just be the trauma yeah. that I've endured. So. PTSD, <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 But he causes us that division this year. He causes division this year, for sure. Yeah, listen, it's whatever. It was I'm supposed to be a rebuilding year anyway. No, I know. In but for a surprise season. That was another man who went but, down and all. You know, it's like right now the Knicks, right? They're having a surprise season. But you know what? If they don't make the playoffs now, I'd be upset. Yeah, no, no, that's right. You yeah. have a point. Especially five, five so you were right there, and you yeah. saw the rest of your division as a Giants fan, and they should have won it. Yeah. So I'd be upset too. You yeah. still want to say you? You know, it, even you know. made a playoff game. It's you lost. You know, most likely. You'd be happy. But, you'd be like, but you made progress. But if you yeah, exactly. if you made it and you played Tampa in the playoffs like Washington did, and you had a tough game against them, you'd be like, wow, that's all right. Yeah. You'd go into next year with confidence. Now you still have questions about Daniel Jones. You still have questions on the coach. He blew a couple games at the end of last year. He blew that Cleveland game. He didn't coach good against Cleveland. Uh, he didn't coach yeah. good against. Uh, no, they beat Seattle. He st- against Arizona. They 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 were home yeah, against Arizona after monster winning streak. Yeah, they looked horrible. So that that as good as the coach was last year for a rookie coach, as much faith as he instilled in a Giants fan, to me, if I was a Giants fan, I would have been like, but you blew those games. After what you did, you did that. That's you started Jones when he wasn't healthy. Yeah. You know what you're gonna get from Colt McCoy. He's not gonna turn the ball over. He's gonna do some handoffs, some quick passes. Your defense steps up. You win the game. But. To me, that's that's why the book's open on him. You know, I could see if I'm a Giant fan, I would like the coach. Mm-hmm. But my I, as an outsider, I'd be skeptical because a couple of – but you hope he learns from it. Same thing for me as a Bills fan. He, my coach got completely outcoached by Andy Reid in the AFC Championship game. And all you can do is hope he learns from it. I'm not making that mistake again. I'm not going to sit there and just play cautious. We got to beat them. We got to go for it on fourth down. We can't – Kick field goals yeah, inside the ten twice. You field goal. No, you, how do you expect goals. to beat the Chiefs kicking field goals? It was kind of like Aaron Rodgers. No, it's a little eight. different. That's a one single decision with under a minute left. That's why that decision's horrible. That's a single decision with That's, under a minute left, down by a touchdown. Buffalo needed touchdowns to keep themselves yeah. in the game. But and I'll, you ain't beating the Chiefs. No, you guys no, remember no, the no. Eagles versus the Patriots Super Bowl, right? Yeah. How why the Eagles win? Because they kept going for it and they kept going for touchdowns. Same thing with that. That's how you you want to be a be champion. Yeah. You have to win and coach and play like a champion. Yeah, but getting back to that Packer game, I know it was just like that was a mistake, but that kicking that field goal made no sense because even if you don't get it, you back up the Buccaneers, the three. Of course, the, you have the best every, receiver in the game. Sorry, Stephon Diggs, but you have Devontae Adams, the best receiver in the game. Aaron Rodgers yeah. having a career year. You gotta every, go for it there. Every every reason that decision was wrong. Yeah, that was one of the worst calls. Every I reason. Know. What do you you can't give the Brady the ball back to the twenty five. Exactly. Get him back to the three yard line. Even 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 if you were down, even if it was the first quarter, it's questionable. Yeah, now it's a minute left in the game. You're in, you're at the five yard line yeah, that's with what Aaron Rodgers down eight, and you, you go for touchdowns. If anything's in in the NFL, the way it's changed. When I was young, you take the points. And you do stuff like that because when I was young, football was three yards in a cloud of dust. Run, run the ball. Yeah. You could just get a pass interference and you get the ball back. Anything, any little hold, they call it. 
So well, that's nothing too. That whole game, the refs weren't throwing flags, and they no, threw that flag. That was a flag whistles, at the end, but it was a penalty. I know a lot of Packers fans don't like, oh, but no, what was that a King? Flag. Yeah, he got eight all game. King? They didn't throw flags. He deserved game. it. He was getting eight all game. They let him play all game, and they didn't Scotty play anything. Mil- Scotty Miller torched him. Scotty Miller, right bro, that, that, that that Hail Mary, man. He took a page out of Rogers' book. But in football, the, you guys see the way the game's going these days in football. Everything happens. Yeah, you got it. You see every coach is going for a fourth down more often. Yeah. Coaches are going for two. Now I'm not always the biggest fan of going for two. I'm a big fan of going for a fourth down. I'm, I'm not a big fan of going for two. I feel like at that point you take your points. You go for two when you need it. We're down eight. It's the fourth quarter. Any time in the fourth quarter, you're down eight. You go for two. You're up. If you're up. If you're up. Uh, uh, if you're down one and you score a touchdown, you go for two. Yeah, you know, you make yeah, those yeah, numbers yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But in the first quarter, after you just scored a touchdown, to make it to make it nine to three, yeah. and you're gonna go for that's like, like Mike to Tomlin. Me, yeah. Mike Tomlin's a big. Uh, but you, that's, a, that's a big Doug Peterson thing. Mike Tomlin too. Well, let me let me just give you something about Mike Tomlin about that. Why I like it because he does it a lot. He starts a game with a touchdown. He wants a two point conversion, so he sticks with that. Doug Peterson's like flip flops on it. Yeah, he'll go for two sometimes and then not go for it and then go for it in the weirdest time. Yeah. Because he's a big analytics guy, too. And you see that coming into football now more often. You see how, what's going on in baseball. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of questionable decisions happening. It's all based on analytics. No yeah. one no one play, manages a baseball game purely by gut anymore. No one. <laughs> and you're never going to see it, it again. It kills the spirit of baseball. You're never going to see it again. I hate it. I just, wanna, burning I, back. I, just, I just want to wish a speedy recovery for Aaron Boone. Yes. I love him. Oh, yes. Love him. Manager Boone, pray for you. Yeah. Speedy recovery. He says she's back okay. soon. Yeah, he, he tweeted today. He's a like, simple pacemaker. It's not, it's not a big, big surgery, but, but still, yeah. he's a good guy. Anytime they're going in your heart, you never know. Yeah, yeah. you're right, right. Any surgery. No, but emotionally, I mean, mentally, I, physically, I, either way. I think I think analytics cost to raise the World Series. Yeah, for sure. 100%. And the sick thing is, I bet if you ask Kevin Cash, knowing the outcome, he'd do it again. Because yeah. they're nuts. They're nuts, yeah. <laughs> the they, could, they couldn't touch the ball. There's some things a computer can tell you, and there's some things your eyes can tell you. Now, over the course of 162 games, the computer works. You get in a situation when you're in the sixth inning, seventh inning, and your Cy Young award-winning 24-year-old stud pitches dealing like that, you got to You know what? I don't care what my GM tells me. He's got to be pitching. But that computer can't, you can't compute, you know, the human condition. That's it. That's, the one, that's yeah, what man. it is. We're yeah. human. Computers can't compute that at all. Nope. So do you think that Kevin Cash, uh, uh, Brian Cashman decision when David Garcia pitched the first inning and they brought in Jay Happ to, nope. that was, that, I'm still, they still think about that at night. To me? That, that was... To me, as a Yankee fan, a diehard Yankee fan my whole life, that might be the single worst decision they've ever made. I think, I think any decision bringing Jay happen is a bad decision. It's not pitches. like they were bringing in a prime Randy Johnson. Johnson. 38-year-old I, 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 I asked myself and other Yankee fans and other sports fans that I talked to, what do you think Tampa's reaction was when Jay Happ walked out the door? <laughs> do you think that, that the batters were like, oh my oh, God, they brought in Jay Happ. A lefty. Or they were like... Oh, yeah. This wow. is I think, <laughs> I think that... Forget about how horrible of a decision that was. I think Tampa... I think Yankees were up 1-0 at the point of that series, correct? Yeah. Yep. Up 1-0, and you're trying to outplay them at their game? Yeah, you just yeah. won. Just Beat them again. Exactly. If you want, hey, listen. If you would have started Hap from the beginning, I would, I would have been fine yeah, with that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why waste Garcia? What are you doing? What are you doing? But you can't. You know, 
I was listening to sports radio a lot that next day, and I was happy they were getting torched the way they were. Yeah. But you know what? The Yankees yeah. are nuts because guess what? They, they're coming back with the same exact team. Yep. Are they going to win the division? Probably. They should. Anything, should the anything could happen. American League got weaker. Why? American League got weaker. You never know, bro. I know. You never know. It's a full season. We've been it's watching a them a long season, time. But How about our rotation? Yeah. I know what? I, 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 know what? I, I, I think, I think if Kluber can stay healthy, he's going to have a good year. He, he looked good the other day. He only pitched two innings in spring training. I know. It's February. It's a March. It's I know, March, I know. But I believe, in Garcia, <laughs> I, I believe in David Garcia. I like Garcia. I like in Montgomery. I like, but listen, it's a different year, right? These guys only played 60 games last year. Can can and, some of these guys go the the innings that it's going to require yeah. for well, 162 game relievers. season? They take nine relievers. No, I that's understand why every that. Pitcher pitches what five, six innings at a time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but lucky. you know they, they, the baseball now has the thing, right? If you pitched 140 innings this year, next year we're capping you at 180, right? They don't want to go. Some it's like a predetermined number. We don't want to go sixty innings over what they pitched last year because we learned that it hurts their elbow by another twelve percent. That's all BS. I again, I you're preaching to the choir, but yeah. that that's what they do. That's, yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm just talking from like a medical standpoint. That's all BS. BS. I understand, <laughs> but that's what they do. That's that's how they roll. They that's what they do. They I miss I miss seeing standpoint. like every pitcher go at least two hundred twenty innings. All those oh. horse, those horse. Those horse pitches, you know. And, and how many times did they blow out their elbow or I their mean, shoulder? I mean, they, most most of them had full, you know, careers at least. Yeah, 10 exactly. Years. Right. Yeah, that's my know? that's yeah. my point. Yeah. How many times did they ever blow out their well, elbow? Well, <laughs> uh, listen, you're seeing more and more Tommy John surgeries and all the elbow injuries now. These guys, those guys weren't throwing 99 for four, no, five, six innings no, no. straight. Fair point. No. 90 yeah. mile. These guys throw 91 mile an hour sliders. Yeah, that's crazy. They're yeah. snapping they their hard. They throw harder now than ever. Yeah, what was Roger they also like they also yeah. been throwing. They've also been throwing this hard for a lot of years since they're 16, 15, 17. You're seeing kids getting Tommy John at 15, 16 years old. And they actually recommend it too. I know it's not. They come back stronger. Yeah. At that oh, age, probably. Listen, Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, even crazy. before you tear. Oh, wow. Jacob DeGrom had Tommy John when he played. He, Jacob DeGrom came up as a shortstop. Yeah. Jacob DeGrom had Tommy John, yeah. and he's best you know, he's baseball. pretty much the best pitcher in baseball best right now. I'm still baseball. taking Garrett Cole in a game seven. Not me. <laughs> in a game no. seven, I'm as still a Yankee fan. Cole. Not me. I'm not being biased, but as a, I'm taking <laughs> Garrett Cole in a Listen, game seven. I love Garrett. We watched Garrett love. Cole in a game five. He 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 got the job done, but we How lost. How many times did we strike out that game? Like sixteen. <laughs> well, again, that goes what we were talking about with the Yankees, right? They're coming back with the same team that has the same lineup holes, the same power dominant righty so bats. We have three guys to Greg me. Gordon. That's the one thing I hate. We have three guys to me that literally, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating, I feel like they're the same exact guy. Yeah. John Carlos Stanton, Gary Sanchez, Aaron and Judge. Luke Voigt. No, Judge hits the ball all over the field. Judge walks a lot. He he gets hits when he needs it. Judge will get a Plays single. That defense too. Judge, Judge yeah. will get a single when you need it. You you got three guys that are defensive liabilities. One guy can't even play defense. Luke Voigt can't play defense. Luke Voigt's not he good at first at all. Gary's like Gary not good behind the plate at all. He still, still has a good arm though. We still got Gardner. Mm-hmm. Gardner's not. They Gardner's just resigned them. Right? But Sanchez still has a good arm. He threw someone out today. No, Sanchez always has a hose. But, but the, uh, to me, the Yankees broke Gary Sanchez. Oh, do this. Oh, get on one knee. Oh, put your leg three inches back while keeping it out to the right so you could frame a pitch. <laughs> Even though we're bringing in robot umps in two years, so framing a pitch is going to mean nothing. They, they Let him be him. Let him hit, and that's it. Don't worry about all the things he's... Stop focusing on what he's not good at. Highlight what he's good at and make him a better player. Yeah, just 
just focus on But the instead, it's like, well, if you squat down and your leg is 45 degrees to the right, you'll catch the ball in a better position where you could throw it from a different angle and nail a guy, even though they don't steal anymore. <laughs> and if it's a day game, line up this way, night game, line up that yeah. way. So guess stuff, what? Crazy stuff. It's like guess they're what? trying to make him play like a robot. Guess, yes. <laughs> But you have to let him be him. Yeah, you got to just yeah. let him play. That's play, yeah. Gary's a guy that grew up in, in where he just played baseball. And then he DR, came yeah. up. And that's why when he came up, there was no pressure. And he just played. And he smashed the ball all over the field. Beast. Then all of a that's sudden, he started having a little problems with the catching. Joe Girardi rightfully was tough on him. Yeah, they didn't like and him. then they, they kind of backed off on that. And and look what happened. He, he was... Arguably the worst player in baseball last year. Yeah. The yeah, worst right. guy that played every single day last year and, and any team was probably guys. I don't think I've ever seen an everyday player at like one forty at one fifty seven. I try to defend him. So do him I. and Glaber are my favorite Yankees. Him and Glaber are my favorite. I've never seen that before in my life. Him yeah, and Glaber are my favorite Yankees. <laughs> and I try to defend him because Glaber had a bad season last year. But that's because the pandemic. He came in fit, gained some weight, and he wasn't having a he was not having Well, I was just listening to Glaber You know home run today though. Did he? I was just listening to Glaber and I think for the Yankees to be good this year, I think he is the absolute key Hell yeah. to being good. I think he needs to play. He needs to step up at short. His defense, yeah. He needs to be his footwork quicker, whatever. I don't know. What I don't takes, like him but, at shortstop, but... What, listen, if he's a little leaner and quicker yeah, and his footwork's a little better, he could do it. Love DJ. Would you, what what, what changes, as Yankee fans, what changes would you guys have made to the to the team? Nothing. Would you There's done? nothing you can really do. Like I, I, said, like I said, they, they usually Everybody's under contract. The same They're not paying anybody, all right? And... I, I, I would have traded hard. Luke Voigt. That I would have too. I would have sold you know high on Luke Voigt. After last season? I would have sold high on him as possible. But even if you get some minor league guys, I would have signed DJ back and then moved DJ to first. I would have tried to get an athletic shortstop. And hey, then move, 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 uh, Gle- you no. You weren't a fan of DD, right? I like, I'm a big DD fan, okay. but no. 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 Get him out of there. I'm a Brett Gardner fan too. I like Brett Gardner. I'm happy he's back. I'm sure what he brings to the team is something that we can't see. Yeah. yeah. If they didn't bring him back, I would have been all right. No, I just think that we have a guy just like him in Mike Talkman. Lefty. He's fast. He's, he's not as good as Mike Talkman. He's not as good as Brett Gardner. No, he's not. I'm done with the sock man too. No, I want to trade that guy. Please. I'm hoping they trade him. Because I don't mind Jay Bruce on the bench or even Derek Dietrich. That guy. It's bombs, bro. So with Clint Frazier? He's starting. He's in the starting left field. Left field? Okay. Good for him. Where you been, bro? No, I love him. I love that. He's awesome, man. You know who I wanted to trade for? Josh Bell. Oh, yeah. The Pirates? Switch hitter? Nationals. I think the Nationals got him. Good hitter. Switch hitter. What's the difference between him and Voight? I guess switch hitter. Switch hitter plays defense. I just thought that this year, Voight, after having a really good year, maybe you could have got a little something for him. Yeah, you could have Reshuffle the infield. Like, <clears throat> they're coming back with the same team that kind of hasn't gotten it done. And it's like, do I have the confidence that this team could get it done? After watching last year's World Series and watching the Dodgers play and the Rays play, I sat there and the Yankees are just not as not, good as not these as teams. Good as the teams. No, these teams are I always better. say that. When I watch, cause I watch, you know me, I watch every game on the same couch. You know? And I and I watch them and I'm like, I don't know if this team has what it, like, I don't know. I feel like they're just bland. They're not a, I don't know. We need Greg Bird back. They're swinging for the fences. Like they're swinging for the fences. Where's Greg Bird? Recruiting the same team over and over again. That's they, 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 they when I was young, the Yankees always looked for left-handed bats, right? Because the short porch, get a lefty, get a lefty. Then, then with the shift, they got away from the left. Oh, we can't get lefties. I feel like as great as the Yankees are and as good as they are, they're always good. They always have a good team. They're always in com- 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 competitive. And as a fan of uh, Knicks and the Bills, 
I, Yankees have been amazing to me as a fan, right? Yeah, it's no, everything. No. Everything the Yankees do now, right now for me is icing on the cake. I've seen them win seen three five. in a row. I've seen them win five World Series. I've yep. seen them win four out of five. I've seen them lose in the worst ways possible. Mm-hmm. I've seen them win in the best ways possible. The Yankees have been great to me, but I feel like they're like a step behind. A step. They're like when teams are doing when teams are zigging, the Yankees will go to zig, and then everybody will zag, and that's when they'll zag. Instead of mm-hmm. they, they haven't found that middle ground to me over the last few years. They seem to be a step. That one year that in '16 when Cashman made those moves and traded Miller and traded uh, Chapman and brought no, in some right. young guys, and I, I just feel like I just feel like they they haven't really, you know, like they they've put the same product out there but, since 2017, and it's very good. Uh, you, as it, you, they're very good, but they have to prove that they could get it done. Yeah. Th- those teams that won in the '90s got it done and just knew how to win. So I remember I was 18 years old in 1999. I was 19 years old in 2000 in the year 2000. And uh, no matter what, I, I was watching them and I was like, they're they're, they're gonna win. Yeah. They just know how to <laughs> win. How no to matter win. what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they played the Mets in the World Series in 2000. And they were losing the whole game in game one. The Mets did every single thing better than... In game one, the Mets should have won. They did every single thing better than the Yankees. And somehow the Yankees, that's what that team used to do. They would win. This team, they haven't won yet, so they don't know how to win. And you're bringing it back in hopes that they could win. And then what happens if they if they don't? Then it's another year. Judge is a little older. Then you then the question started. You're sitting there and it's like, what do we do? I was going to ask you about that, too, because I was watching the spring training game today, and it was Flaherty and Curry talking, and they were talking about Judge's future, and they were saying that Judge is going to be 29 next month already, and he's eligible at 31. So let's see what kind of deal we give him. What has, do you think? Has he has he had a big contract yet in his career? No. no. He's, no. Just, yeah, he's an arbitration. He's an ar- yeah. So he, he probably, I think Judge is probably getting like... Yeah, let's probably, say what's his contract. So he's not. You're, so in baseball... You come up, you got to get your service time. You, you you have to play six full years or seven full years before you become a free agent. You're eligible for arbitration after four years. So your first three years and change, your first three years you play on the on a rookie minimum. Maybe mm-hmm. it goes up a hundred thousand. Probably making five fifty to seven fifty. And then when you hit arbitration, then you go to the table and you're like, hey, I did this, this, and this. Yeah. And the arbitrator's like, well, and the other team's like, well, you also did this, this, and this. And then they come to a number. Those numbers are usually like across the board set for different skills. There's tiers for them. And then in your last year of arbitration, that's usually when you'll hit a monster payday. So someone like Judge in his last year of arbitration, right before his free agent year, he'll prob- that's when he'll probably get like the 20 plus million dollar for one year deal. And then you hope to get a deal after that. If I'm the Yankees, I don't think the Yankees do it. They, they did it with Severino. But if I'm the Yankees, I give him right now a deal, a team-friendly deal, and a deal that makes the player happy too because he's looking for a guaranteed payday. Like, like they did with Severino. Hicks, like Hicks. Hicks, was a, Hicks was a free agent. Hicks was in yeah. an arbitration as well. Hmm. Listen, I wasn't crazy about the Hicks deal at the time, but at the end of the day, $10 million $10 million is not that much money. That's why. I, the it's years. I don't deal. like the years. I don't like the years. I don't like that they threw seven years at him. Speaking of that, Aaron Judge's arbitration contract came out to one year, $10 million. Yeah, I said yeah. it's probably about $10 million, so yeah. next year it'll be like 16 yeah. And then his free agent year, it'll be in the 20 pluses. Right? Every, year the, the, every year the arbitration has, has gone up 
the the highest arbitration has gone up. I think Mookie Betts broke it one year. I think I think there was a player that broke it again this year. So it cha- it, it breaks it every year. And if next year he has a tremendous season, he'll probably end up getting the highest deal on arbitration of all time. Which, I don't Which but you want to avoid that. And if you like him, and he is a fan favorite, so that's always a tough decision. No matter what people say, it's a tough decision to move on from somebody that you developed. Fan and favorite, that your fans yeah, love. Yeah. Oh, jersey sales, jersey sales. Because, then, for him. Yeah, because then if you don't, if the fans don't think you gave, they gave him the, the, the money that he deserved, then they're probably going to go like, oh, why guy. did that? Yeah, he's just a good guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a good guy, good so, player. But he's been hurt a lot. True. So that's, that True. goes against him. Yeah. And and how many successful six foot seven, 270-pound baseball players are there? Can you not, not, not Adam Dunn. He's a beast. One. Dave Winfield. <laughs> that's it. I always say you don't need to be jacked to play baseball. Look at Christian Yelich. No. That guy's a freaking pickle when he pits 30, 40 strong. a year. Well, you know, you probably need to use other Luke muscles always and hurt. other body parts to be agile and stay healthy for a full season. It's a lot of games. I, 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 like, I like John Carlos Stanton. He had great postseason, but I, I think that trade made no sense. I know we got him for nothing, but to pick up that contract, we're eventually going to have to pay Glaber. eventually going to have to pay Aaron Josh. Judge. And eventually, if Gary Sanchez picks up the slack, going to have to pay him eventually. How much are they paying Stanton right now? Or Stanton's in the middle of a, a deal that's over 2027. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure it lasts until 2027. And he's making about $30 million a year. And I think the Yankees pay like 24 of it, 23. Yeah, Marlins. Yeah, the Marlins pick up a little bit of it. And that's... Yeah, no, they... They they thought they were a John Carl. There was after 2017, right? They came on the scene so fast. They thought they were a John yeah. Carl Stanton away from winning a World Series, yeah. and I don't blame them. I'm not, what do we trade for him? Stalin Derek, Castro. Derek Jeter Soros coming, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you get, what do we give up? Stalin Castro. It's not about that. You took on a a ten year deal, dude. And you got a player who was the same position as you got a, your best. You took on star. a ten year deal, knowing that next year Bryce Harper and Manny Machado were both free agents. You, and you took on you took on a huge deal like that. And now, Amazing. listen, it hasn't stopped the Yankees from spending. They right? won't though. After they went Gary out and Cole, got Garrett Cole. They went out. They just paid DJ LeMayu too. They didn't. Not no, pay him. but they're not. That's not ninety. They're still going to have a top three payroll for as long as we live. No, yeah, absolutely. Can't ever complain about the Yankees and spending. No, but they got. They will always I don't think you'll see. I don't, I don't think you'll see Yankees giving out a ten-year deal. To can they win? Now. Can they win? What if the upstart team like the White Sox? Um, Minnesota. Minnesota. We beat Minnesota for some strange. I feel like we always have Minnesota's number. Yeah, it's a I was saying the other day, like Toronto's offense is legit, but they have no pitching. They have all lefties. Somebody's going to come lefties, up. So. Tony, somebody's going to come up that could hit and pitch and run, and it's going to be a problem. And don't count out Houston. They know how to win games. They did lose Springer, but they know how to win games. They have no dude. pitching. Berlin is out this year, half the season. We got to see. Lance McCullers is their number. Well, Zach Greinke, but Lance McCullers is their number two. We gotta see. They know how to win games. Dusty Baker. They know how to win games. Dusty Baker has been around for years. So, baseball should be should be interesting. Season. And 2017 hurt. Yeah, 2017. That's the that, big was, that was yeah. the big year. <laughs> and it's been and year. it's been downhill since. They haven't been as good since 2017. You're no. not a big Cashman fan, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't him. hate him, but he gets too much credit. I think sometimes. Well, I say this all the time about Cashman. He makes the no-brainer trades, right? Give we'll take Gio Urshela for cash to be named later. We'll take Luke Voigt for uh, Gallego and, and, and Chase and Shreve, right? It's a no harm, no foul trade. But has, have, you, have you guys ever remembered Brian Cashman really putting his chips in the table and saying, "Here, we'll give you this guy. You give us that guy." Well, I also think that the reason is I'm not going to defend him, but um, 
I feel like teams always want an arm and a leg from the Yankees. Like they asked us for Maybe. Labor Torres from Matthew Boyd, a guy who had one good year. Tigers wanted Labor Torres from Matthew Boyd. Like that's a possibility. I do feel. I do feel for superstars, and you're like, wow, what they give up? But a, a single A player, like I, you know, you I know, do. Well, yeah, because it's the Yankees, and they know they get pressured from their fans to win. They got that reputation. No one wants to help them win. Yeah, no one's going to help you win. I, like but when, uh, you know, the Yankees are always dealing from uh, from a position of weakness. Yeah, yeah the you're already losing a negotiation yeah. or a trade because you're the Yankees. You it's natural. It was like when Popovich didn't want to trade Kawhi to the Lakers because he goes, "I'm not going to give him to the Lakers." Yeah, the, Yan- the, Lakers, the Yankees. Gonna, the Yankees. Yes, it does seem like teams always want more from the Yankees, but in hindsight, I- I'm a big Labor fan, right? No, I'm too, a yeah. big fan of Labor. But if the deal was on the table for Glaber for Jacob Degrom three years ago, it probably would have been a smart move. They might have won. I would give him more than Glaber. They might have won. Love Degrom. Remember when Glaber was having that good year and everyone was like, "Mike Trout's the only person I'll trade Glaber Torres for." I remember a lot of Yankee well, that, that happens that. a lot. Like, Yankee Yankee fans often overvalue certain players, and and. And yeah, think that, that you know you you hear Yankee fans call in <laughs> you hear Yankee fans call in and be like Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier for Mike Trout who says no and it's like well you know what I mean uh, you know so you 32. get to that's another yeah. person we should trade I don't know if he has no value there's no there's no one from the play on this team you know Tone you also don't want to just give him up for nothing no I'm not saying yeah. that so it's not I'm pretty sure someone uses him as a DH Miguel Andujar is clearly DH. talented. Like he clearly could hit. He clearly knows feel. how to play. He just and, no position. There's no position. And then you know, then you Cashman. Him? Like I said, Cashman is not the type to want to lose out on a trade. But sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to bite, bite the, the bullet. bullet. It mm-hmm. is what it, it's part of that game. You know, kids. I'm pretty sure he's secure in his job. Yeah, but much to see come the. He's back though, right? Yeah, do Yeah, he played today. Shoulder, he uh, played today with his highest, highest swing. Nice. <laughs> uh, so. Enough of the baseball talk, guys. Uh, you know we're we're in the mid halfway through the NBA season, so we're into All Star Weekend. Uh, what do we think about uh, having an All Star Weekend this year with all of COVID and everything going on? Do we just think it's a money grab, or do we think it's an actual good thing for the league to be putting on? Well, all sports, it's it's a money grab. Any playing sports right now in general is a money grab, but. You got to do things to stimulate the economy and keep everything moving and try to put out the right mindset that, you know, life is going to go on and move forward. And so do I think they should add All-Star Game? Probably not. It kind of runs contradictory to everything they've been doing, all the protocols they put in place. But hey, let's get everybody from 40 different cities into one one city for the weekend. But TNT pays a lot of money. And when you pay a lot of money, you have a certain level of expectation. So, obligated. No, I don't have a problem with it. No, we don't have a problem with it as fans. No, we want to watch it. I think the optics are just a little. little, You know, I I do, I do, I do like the idea of the skills challenge and the three point challenge before the game, and then dunk contest at halftime, and then that's pretty cool. Well, they usually do the Saturday everything. Yeah, they they do Friday Rising Stars, and then Saturday Sunday. They're doing all three days and just doing everything in one day, which is fine. I'm excited to see how that works. Actually, yeah. How long is halftime going to (laughs) be? Yeah, that's cool. For basketball, I I don't think it's a huge deal to have an extra twenty minutes at halftime. No, not at all. I feel like it also boosts morale too. But I watched that. Yeah, everyone wants to see the dunk contest. I watched that draft last night, and LeBron starting five is. 
Not fair. Oh yeah. Giannis said Giannis said it too on uh on the they were interviewing and he he heard the first starting five, LeBron star five. He was like, what? He's like, it's yeah, it's over. We're winning. That's it. Yeah, yeah Luka, Curry, the LeBron. The starting five is yeah, it's LeBron, Giannis, Curry, Doncic, and Jokic. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he said. That team, well, Durant was supposed to play, but he's out. Yeah. yeah. So, what was the other team? They have Tatum. It's going to be Beal, Embiid, Irving, Leonard, and Tatum. That's Which isn't bad either. That, that's, that's a good matchup. Match 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 but LeBron's team is stacked. Joel Embiid is a sleeper MVP. He's MVP. Absolutely. Right. I, actually put, I actually put a preseason bet in for LeBron to an MVP. I got him at 10 to 1. I put 150 on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like right, right now, the MVPs right now, it's it's Embiid is the first round, then it's a Jokic for the second one, and then LeBron I thinks third. third so he's top three. I feel like when the season ends, you might get some writers and reporters saying to themselves, you know what, we might not have LeBron to vote on it. This was my mindset. We might not have the ability to vote on LeBron anymore. He probably deserved one. Over the last four years, but we kind of took him for granted. Let's throw him a, a like the gold watch, right? Let's throw him a bone at the end of his career. Give he give him another MVP, and I'll see if I win the money, guys. I'll come spend it with you. Well, last year oh, he cried. He didn't. Sounds good. <laughs> last year he cried. He didn't get it. So. Well, I mean, I, I think LeBron is actually MVP like every single year. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can't discount arguably. Guy. Arguably. Okay. But, yeah. But there, there, I, I list. Uh, there were some years where. He didn't win, and you know what? He didn't deserve to win either. The year Harden won MVP, Harden just had a better season. Than I him. agree. Curry second. Curry second. The reason Curry won that second MVP in that unanimous year was he really deserved it that year. And the first year he won MVP was probably more questionable. But the Warriors came on the scene that first year, and Curry was hot, and yeah. he was hitting all those threes. And it was man. like it was almost like Steve Nash. I don't know if you guys remember when Nash won MVP. Nash's second year, he was ridiculous. But he won it out of nowhere his first year, and it was like, well, he was better this year than he was last year, and last year he won MVP, so we have to give it to him this year. And that's kind of what happened with Steph. Steph's year, the Warriors went 73-9. and nine. He, he was insane. He hit over 400 threes. And he just outplayed his year before where he won MVP. So I feel like right, people were saying to themselves, well, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's obvious. I think Curry, he, it's he a, felt like Curry, oh, it's a precursor. To, it's a precursor to how the NBA plays now. Yeah. And they, yeah. Were, they caught it a lot earlier. Yeah. And they were basically the No more posting up. Yeah, no, no posting out. They laid yeah, the, no, everybody's, the groundwork for all of Everybody's that. a shooter now in the NBA. That's how the NBA plays. Everybody yeah, wants position to shoot threes. Lists, as yeah. Spikeem said earlier. And yeah. Everybody it's, it's shoots it is. threes. It Nobody is. wants to drive Nobody in, take but, a charge. Nobody wants to do that anymore. That's why I think that Philly is the only team that can possibly beat the Nets. I was just going to ask you, what team do you think I think Philly. I think, with the Nets in I think Giannis' series? problem is... When it gets to the playoffs, they build that random wall in the middle of the court, in the middle of the foul line, and he kind of gets lost. And they can space the floor, and they haven't really uh, – the Bucks, I guess the coach hasn't really figured out a different way to use him, where Joel Embiid's offensive package is so much better than Giannis's. Yeah, yeah he's all around. Where he around. can really – again, can they stop? And I do think that if there's one defensive player in basketball that can give – the Nets fits, it's Ben Simmons. So what I would do if I was the Sixers, if it gets to that point, was I would put Ben Simmons on James Harden 
and disrupt Harden because Harden seems to be just doing whatever he He's wants. Would you put on, would you put and on I Durant, would, Tobias Harris? Uh, you just you throw bodies at Durant. You throw bodies. You throw random yeah, bodies throw, at Durant. You know, Tobias Harris. They got the guy Matthias Tebow. They got they you, th- you throw bodies at him. You throw athletes at him. Just you know, yeah. use your fouls on him. So make think, it tougher. So yeah, no, I, so no, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not saying they can. I think but they can give him because Philly, can, Philly can bring something to the table that no one else can. You could Joel Embiid will get in the post and he will post you oh, yeah, 40, absolutely. 50, 60, 70 times at the game and keep going absolutely. to the post and bodying him and okay. force them to play DeAndre Jordan at the end of the mm-hmm. game where they can't put leave Jeff Green at center. Well, if they get Blake Griffin, I'm hearing that front runner for Blake Griffin. He can't guard Joel Embiid. No, no, either. but Blake Griffin's going to help him out. No, no, I'm not, <laughs> saying, no, no, I'm not saying he can guard Embiid. I'm yes. saying he's going to help them. Who the, yes, And that's a front runner yeah, so right now thinking about Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin on the way here. Shoot threes now. You know what the Nets? The Nets need like a, a rim protector, defender. Blake Griffin is. It's, McGee? It's, it's it's that would be a decent pickup for them. Would be a good pick but up. I don't. I I I just. Okay, I would Phil. like to see Philly, and the Nets, and I'd like to see if Embiid can be healthy and fit. At the, he's had problems staying fit, and he's had problems with health. And if he's if he's trim and, and ready to go at the end of the year, I think he can really, really give them problems. And Ben Simmons is literally, arguably the best on the ball defender in the NBA. Yeah, but I still think that Nets big three is going to be too much to handle. But no, I, no. I, you never know. We'll they see. Have, they have three. So now for the Western Conference, who do you think could put up a best fight against the Lakers in the seven game series if Anthony Davis is healthy for once? <laughs> if Anthony Davis is fully healthy, the I don't Clippers, think, I I don't think anybody can. No, the Clippers no. can't beat them. With their choking history? No. no, I think Anthony the Davis. Jazz, I think overrated too. I think Anthony Davis, fully healthy, is the best player in basketball. Wow. I think he can. Uh, You're taking him over Embiid. Start, yeah. Start, start, start a team. It's a bold statement. <laughs> I think Anthony Davis, fully healthy. There's nothing you can do about anything he does. You, he could cook you at. But he's any, never healthy. He was healthy down the stretch last year. He won the championship. Does he still have the brow? You'll never get rid of that. Yeah. That's like Harden's beard. That's like Harden's beard. Nobody touches his unibrow. I, I love think, that I think man. if Anthony Davis is fully healthy, uh, we see a Lakers Nets final, and that would be amazing. That would be fun. <laughs> LeBron would, Durant, part that two. That would be a ridiculous yeah, final. And LeBron got Anthony Davis. Cool. I think Schroeder is a big piece for them. He's he, when he, he was out those few games they lost, and then when he came back, they won again. Yeah. I remember I put they a live bet the, on the Lakers, straight. and they lost. I'm like, wow, how'd the Lakers lose? And I'm watching him. Dennis Schroeder's not playing. Oh, my God. And then he came back, and they won. They lost to the Kings like two days ago. Yeah. yeah. LeBron didn't play that game. Kuzma went off, though. LeBron didn't play that game. No. Sure, I wonder why he went off. Schroeder didn't do too bad that game either. Yeah, Schroeder's a good NBA player. He is. I, I, was, uh, well, I'm, I, have him, I had him on fantasy. I traded him out because for some reason, I don't know. Like, from the games when I saw him play, he was a good all-around player, but I felt like he was just... I don't know. He was on and off for me. Like some games, sometimes some games he would just he would do good, play all around. Then none of, I mean, I'm sh- that's well, for every it, player. It depends but, on you know. It depends on the game plan too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Depends on game plan. Depends on how well how on you are that game too. One day you can go what seven for ten. Next game you can go one for twelve. See it with Tatum and Brown all the time. That's oh, yeah, Celtics yeah, fan over here. The most yeah, frustrating yeah. thing. Oh, you know, absolutely. When somebody just you, you want them to be consistent all the time, and I think, unfortunately, that's just not the case. You know, I think the Celtics think are a great example a of hanging on to all those draft picks 
And do you understand how frustrated I am about that? And <laughs> and not maybe pulling the trigger, the trigger on some. Well, they did. They traded for Kyrie, and that didn't work out. What about AD? No. They, they held those. off. They held their bullets for AD, and that didn't work out. But Tatum and Brown is a great duo. Marcus Smart's a pretty big loss. Kemba got a little healthier. If Kemba gets healthier, they won a few games the last uh, just the end, been, end of the week. Over the stretch where been, Kemba's been getting healthier, he's been scoring over 24 yeah, points he's a been game. Having, he's had really stuffed if stat lines. Kemba Walker is healthy and Marcus Smart comes back, they should be primed for the playoffs. The Celtics, I hate Sneaky, the Celtics, but the Celtics the are a playoff type of team. The Bucks are still better, obviously. The Bucks haven't proven it this year. The Bucks kind of got figured out a little bit by the Heat and 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 the year before by the Raptors, and they haven't really recovered. Well, Drew Holiday needs to step it up too. He's a good yeah. point guard. He's a good player, the Bucks but... need him. They, they were talking. Um, they were talking the Bucks maybe picking up someone like Rondo, and go mm-hmm. Rondo, Holiday, Middleton, Giannis. And, you know, another Rondo, stretch yeah. player. Yeah. But I was going to ask you about the Celtics. Five. Do you think they should get Andre Drummond? You think that's a need? They need a big man. They do need size. I'm hearing the Celtics are looking at possibly the uh, guy on Orlando, Vucevic. Vucevic. I think that would really? be a good There's another guy. Celtics? But he's, he gets... The Celtics, have a 28, a the Celtics have a $28 million trade, trade exception. Trade. Yeah, from the Gordon Hayward trade to yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. Vucevic goes to the... Goes so, to the Celtics, also, that'd be big. I've also like heard uh, Danny Ainge was talking about maybe using that over the summer. He thinks there's a better opportunity, but I don't get it. He's always pushing things <laughs> later and later. Yeah, well, never to, making a what? move anymore. <laughs> What's the biggest yeah. move you've made? The last big move he's made was in 2007. Yeah. Bringing in KG and Ray Allen. Do something, man. you got two young Agreed. superstars. You just signed Tatum. You're going to have to sign Brown soon. Look, yeah, sign Brown right ha- now. Look, or, the, well, Nets yeah, trade, the Nets play. trade worked out for them, but... Well, they haven't done anything. No. So, I mean, they're good. They got Jason Tatum is awesome. Jalen awesome Brown player. is awesome. I like Brown a little more than Tatum right now. I'm a little hotter on him. He's tougher. Yeah. Can't create. Tatum is the shot maker. Yeah. Plays a little too much ISO for my liking. That's all. Well, do you think Brad Stevens is on the hot seat? Uh, I think it cooled down just a bit over the past few few games. The only thing that I don't like about him is his in-game adjustments and the way he's not very animated. The only thing I see that's sort of animated is when he's screaming for players to get in position or yell for them to do a defensive adjustment. But there's nothing, there's nothing, no like enthusiasm. He's just very cool and composed, arms crossed, hanging around. It shows but control. That's his style. It's his style. But I, I, I want to see a little more fire. Like, well, I was listening to Jackie McMullen, who's like a Celtics. Yeah. She's, and uh, she she's says a that. Beat he, for, yeah, she, yeah, she's been one for a long time. A long time. And she says that he is. Fiery, he does say stuff to the players, but he doesn't show it yeah. on an and in an NBA. He probably game. doesn't, probably in practice. Yeah. yeah. Practice. I heard he says I'm a fan I, of I heard I heard he says stuff to the players as they walk off the court. Yeah, he like, does. You see it like, like stuff like that yeah. was the worst shot of all time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Don't do that again. Yeah. Yeah. He just signed an extension, I think, last year or two Did years he? ago. So he's not listen, going anywhere. He he's done a good season. job, Brad Stevens. You know, he he's a good Coming coach. Straight out of college, yeah. But when but <laughs> you gotta win. You know yeah, what I mean? I know. Like, Especially with a franchise. You know, you, you, what are you what are you gonna you, you're gonna keep firing coaches on teams that no. stink? The good coaches end up losing jobs too, right? Doc Rivers got fired. Yeah. He's a solid NBA coach. But look what happened to the Sixers when he got there. I think he's the perfect coach for that team. Yeah. I think that team needed a real leader, a real respectful coach. Someone because who's won before. Someone who's won Tip before. Tip well, Okay, listen, we'll get there. It took Coach Tim <laughs> to finally make the Knicks uh, Love him. relevant again. Well, 
Yeah, coaching. You, you got to have a guy like Tibbs. Is, you got to have players that want to be coached. Yeah. Tibbs is not the kind. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy. He doesn't smile. He doesn't seem like. No, the, you, never had I was listening to Jeff Van Gundy the other day. Van Gundy said they could be up thirty. He's Jeff Van Gundy said when he was an assistant coach, his team was up thirty, and the last five guys on the bench were playing, and they had a bad minute and a half stretch. And Tibbs got up and told them, "That's not funny to me." And yeah. he was like, yo, we're up 30. Well, don't forget, when Derrick Rose tore his ACL, the Bulls were already up by 20 with a minute to go in the playoff game. And yeah. he was still out there, Derrick Rose. He's known for leaving his players longer than they should. They, Luol Deng. Yeah, they... they Joaquin Noah, that seemed guys, to be that, that seemed to be the knock on him. But you see what he can do no, to yeah, a team, a coach, to a young course. team, to a culture of a team. The Knicks needed to win games in order to become any Probably. type of a destination for yeah, a, a player starting to get a little sexy over there now <coughs> you win you see you see how happy the fan base is you see how happy the media is when the Knicks win that can attract somebody as opposed to my god they've been bad for so long all you hear is this negative press everything negative coming out of the Knicks locker room and the Knicks culture and then players are going to say why would I want to go there do you guys mm-hmm. remember what I said in the first episode of this podcast the world's Not a better place really when the not. Knicks play good no, it's it's. I feel like it's the world's true. a better place. Listen, Everyone's happy yeah. when the Knicks play. When Julius Randle, but I don't mind. Honestly, I'm happy. I like to see my Knicks fan, my Knicks friends, sort like, of. It's you good know, to, not, to see the Knicks are relevant now. Yeah. Okay, look, they're over 500. You I don't mind. Over 500. Emmanuel quickly, beast. Sorry, Emmanuel but, quickly seems to be a steal of the draft. Yeah, I wanted oh, the Knicks to draft Tyrese Halliburton. Me too. Over Tobin, hundred percent. Ob seems to be a little bit. Uh, he just seems to be lost a little bit. Yeah, lost. Bit. That's what I mean, yeah. And again, you, you got to give him the benefit yeah, of that. He's still a rookie. He's still young. R.J. Barrett's still younger than Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quickly, for the record. Which is insane. Wow. How, how old is Barrett? 20? 20. Love him. I think they got to get rid of uh, Frank Milikina eventually. And Knox. Well, I'm yeah. try to do those guys. Yeah, that, those, that didn't work out. Maybe trade for a Carl Towns. He's not gonna be happy there forever. <laughs> not those guys. No, no not, not those guys. I can package somebody and try to trade for a like Towns. I don't. I because don't. Because he got coached by Tibbs. You think he wants to get coached by him again? He might. He might. He might say to himself, "Hey, you know what? The grass Familiar. was greener yeah, on the other N- side." He's NBA. That players. happens they sometimes. Run the league sometimes. If they want to get no, traded, no, they get traded. They're happy. That happens sometimes. The grass was greener on the other so side. So who would you trade for Towns then? No, I'm not saying trade Nikita. Nick- 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 I don't. I think. I think if Towns is available. You're gonna to have to trade RJ Barrett, and right mm-hmm. off the bat, I'm saying to my, I'm saying to myself, I don't think I trade RJ Barrett for Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know. No? I, mean, I could be wrong. No, it's first of all, it's not gonna happen straight up. It's gonna be RJ no, Barrett no. plus. Towns has RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett has shown heart and toughness. Yeah. Yeah. And RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett will come off a game where he's four for twenty five. And I don't mind it. At least he's still trying to shoot A and B. He'll come back the next night and do good. He'll shoot 60, 75% from the field. Shows he's working hard. Yeah, he's he's better on his free throws, which is a weird thing for a guard. He wasn't a good free throw shooter, but he's gotten better at his free throws. So he's shown steady growth. It's just Zion and Ja are so ridiculous that you're like, wow. We missed out on those guys. I actually wanted to ask you about Zion. You think he's the real deal? Yeah, right? He's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Zion. Zion, he got he got handle. Handle drives in. I don't even think. I mean, you know, he's got a little bit. He don't really can't really shoot like that. But there's not new. When he got hit, when he's low on you and his shoulders are square and he's a little bit past you, 
What are you going to do about that? You know, I was I was listening to Zion the other day, um, and they had asked him about his size and his weight, and if he thinks it's a concern and health, and he's like, we forget because he's been hot, a hot item for three years. You forget that he's only twenty. He's only you know how many games Zion Williamson you know how many NBA games Zion Williamson has played. Take a guess. 30? Take, mm. No, it's 50 or 50? 60. Yeah, 56. Yeah. Yeah. 56 so, we're judging him. Oh, he needs to lose weight. Oh, he needs to do this. Oh, he, need, he won't be good if he needs a jump shot. He's 56 games into his NBA career at 20 years old. Speaking of rising stars, LaMelo Ball is having a oh. career. Wow. Well, I mean, he's already been playing I still think ball. they're going to regret not taking him, the Warriors and the yeah. Anthony Edwards. Is he even? He gets sick dunks. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Edwards could score. Lamelo just Lamelo. He just looks like he. Number one rookie in the NBA right now. Yeah, he. I you know. I wanted to put money on him to win rookie of the year, but whatever. That's another topic. He just looks ready to go. He he looks in control on the yeah. floor. He just looks like he could pass. He's he finds guys before they get open. He's like a quarterback, right? When a quarterback sees a right sees a play. Yeah. When the quarterback uh, throws you open, Lamelo kind of does the same thing. It's like he's throwing it into the corner. Next thing you know, someone's wide open in the corner for three. Like, wow, where did that come from? Like he's so uh, comfortable. He he looks like the way he plays. It looks like he's just he he's been playing in the NBA for like years. Like he's so comfortable. He's not like doesn't look nervous or timid. He just goes out and plays. He the game. he's built and his skill set is perfect for today's game. Mm-hmm. They run. They run like four guards and one random center, and they just go. They go Haywood. They go Lamelo. They go Rozier. They go Malik Monk. They go PJ Washington, Washington, and they and they they just go and run and shoot and score. And they they're oh, actually they're actually they're actually a, a fun league pass. If you have NBA league pass, they're like a fun league pass team. They're gonna score a buck twenty. Say, yeah. They're gonna make it competitive. Nice you catch them on a decent game. They're down. You look at that live action. You throw a little hundred on them. They might catch you a little plus three ninety. Nice little team over there. <laughs> you might catch a little plus three ninety. I'm not trying to turn into degenerate uh, gamblers over here, but too late. <laughs> I like I like when I bet NBA. I bet it live. If I don't have a parlay in, I like to see live. I like to see a dog. Even though I got smacked the other night, I took the Bucks when they were down against Denver. Mm-hmm. And they just got absolutely hammered. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I try to find games like that. So I caught the Lakers. I caught the Lakers this year down. Uh, I caught Phoenix. Phoenix was down against um, Phoenix was down against a bad team against Oklahoma City recently. They were down. They were like plus two fifty. I took Phoenix. Uh, I, I've hit a few. I like to bet the NBA. I've lost. Don't get me wrong. Plenty, plenty of games I lost. I had uh, the Nets against Cleveland. That first game they had all three players. Mm-hmm. The game that went to overtime. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, I had lost. the Nets when to Nets. Sexton went yeah, off. it was forty points. That uh, night. Yeah, they were talking so, about that game. Oh, like, wow, I like they had to three big guys and look, they still. I like to look at NBA games and look when a dog, when a favorite is losing, and then they'll be like. Plus 200, 240, where it's valuable. If they're down 19 in the third quarter and they're only plus 200, to me, that's not worth it. No. But if they're down like 17 in the third quarter and they're plus like 450, I'm, yeah. I'm putting 200 bucks on that. I'm letting that, I'm letting that cannon fly. I'm going to have to step up our game from these five ten dollars bets. <laughs> I'm like, hey, listen, you bet what you're comfortable yeah, with, right? right? Yeah. You know? Bet with money you're comfortable losing. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah, get too nah, crazy. Yeah. You want a house, right? <laughs> I'm letting yes. I'm, I'm letting that hammer fly. We're no, trying to absolutely. win, and then I'm gonna you never know. And then you got to ride out if you win, and you know, then you start, then you start really letting the hammers fly. But 
that's how I like to bet my NBA games. Live, yep. And wow. NFL, Sunday mornings, we'll sit down, we'll look at the lines. Eat some breakfast. We, throw, and we, yeah. we, we try to throw a nice little three or four team parlay in, try to slip a nice underdog in there to make the money line juicy, to make it juicy. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice like drive to New Jersey before the game. We try to Jersey. We like not to sit all and get some breakfast. Not, not all underdogs. Yeah, you jump with four underdogs. I like that. I mean, I know it's, it's, not, it's not a degenerate. traditional way to, yeah, it's not a traditional way to bet, but sometimes like, Listen, come, come out the close, end, you know? So let me just give you a little piece of gambling advice, even though I lose. <laughs> you're you're bound to fa- find more dogs that win on a random NBA night. Mm-hmm. You're gonna there are that win in they football, yeah. but you find it on a random NBA night. Yeah. Some teams are just off. It's just off. Baseball, yeah, yeah. baseball is the hardest. Is the hardest. hardest. I don't know if you guys ever bet baseball. I Once or twice I did. Yeah. You, I baseball like, yeah. is nuts to bet. You you, you bet. So I you know I, I like to, uh, baseball is another thing I like to bet. Ball. I like to bet uh, live. Baseball, yeah. I, if, so I bet live if I don't have a parlay. If I have a parlay, in, I let my parlay cook, unless I know it's over. Mm-hmm. But but if I don't, then I'll just look at live lines. I'll be like, oh man, Yankees are losing four to one to the Orioles in the fifth inning. Let me see where they're at. And sometimes it's not even worth it. It's like yeah, they're losing four to one and they're still favored to win this game. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna lay. I'm not gonna lay money. Yeah. You know, it's but, not bad Baltimore. <laughs> but but you know that's but you know what happens then. They'll be even money, right? Let's say 100 to win 100. And then I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. It's not worth it. Then the next inning, they get, boom, back-to-back doubles. And it's like, all right, I should have taken it. So <laughs> It happens. It's tough to like baseball's baseball. tough. The yeah. pitchers, it's, it's, it's the hardest to bet. To, in my opinion, it's really the hardest. Is. Only the real war. So I, I spoke to a friend that's a real hardcore degenerate. Goes at it all year long. And this is, what, this is how he described sports betting. Everyone comes out to play during football season. The real ones hang on during basketball season. The Warriors stay on during baseball season. Wise words. That's a- Guys, I think that's a that's perfect a way. That's a perfect way to end this podcast. Oh, uh, I want to thank Bakim and I want to thank Lonnie. Sim Sports, baby. <laughs> uh, download, download, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you. Leave a comment. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, guys. Have a great weekend, and let's go Yankees. Good night, everyone.